Yo, what's up, guys? We are the Right Potatoes. What's going on, you fly cats and dogs? I'm your host, James. Oh, shit, and I'm your host, Steven. And we are the Right Potatoes. Yeah, you did it by yourself this time, jerk. <laughs> Batidis. What does that even mean, dude? <laughs> anyway, each week we are here to give you a little bit of entertainment, take you away from your normal day-to-day lives. Humdrum. What you just Use say? Use the to word me? humdrum. Humdrum. Humdrum lives. There you go. Humdrum lives. There you go. That sounds better. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Well, now but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we do, guys. That's what we're here for. You know, to shit on those guys over at the Rotten Tomatoes platform. Let them know that the reviews suck. And this week, we're going to continue the animation freaking trend, theme, train. something, train. There you go. <laughs> and we're going to review Oliver and Company. Walt Disney Pictures proudly presents a new twist on the classic story of Oliver. A pussycat? Come on, let's eat him. I love a story with food in it. Oliver, the little orphan who fell in with Fagin, the Dodger, and a gang of canine con artists out to take New York for all it's worth. It's worthless. What kind of work do we do anyway? Investment hey, banking, man. <laughs> Stop, please. <laughs> Let's get out of here. And Oliver and Company was released on November 18th, 1988. and was directed by George Scribner. The film had a budget of 31 million USD and went on to gross over 121 million in the box office. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what the Oliver and Company is, well, why should you worry? Why should you care? This is why. <laughs> <laughs> and an anim- uh, this is an animated update of the classic Oliver twist tale. Oliver, Joey Lawrence... Is an orphan kitten taken in by a gang of thieving dogs led by their led by a cavalier canine Dodger Billy Joel, and owned by a down and out pickpocket Finnegan Dom DeLuise. While pulling a job on the streets of New York City, Oliver winds up being adopted by a rich girl Jenny, Natalie Gregory, and landing on Easy Street. But though the but through a series of events, a lone shark threatens a peaceful the, uh, the peaceful new arrangement. Ooh, terrible. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Movie's kind of dark. It is really dark. Anyway, I actually didn't know that it was supposed to be a twist on Oliver Twist. <laughs> what? <laughs> Me neither, actually. I actually, yeah. I didn't know that. Anyway, that's a fun fact that we didn't know. Our... He's taking your job? No. Taking your job? better not. Ooh. <laughs> Alright, so here's the statistics from the Rotten Tomatoes platform as to why we are doing this film. The critics gave this movie a 50%. This is an average rating of 5.26 out of 10. Total ratings uh, or total reviews of 50. 25 being fresh, 25 being rotten. Damn. Right down the flipping middle. The audience gave this a 62%. This is an average rating of 3.6 out of 5 stars. Total ratings of 79,684. So that's a difference of 12% from the critics to the audience. Which, that was the same spread over the last fucking movie too. IMDb gave this a 6.7 out of 10, so a 67%, and Fandango gave it a 62%. That's not all that bad. It's really not. No. I mean, it was an 80s fucking animated film, dude, and I feel like everybody should watch it, though. Yeah. Great movie. That's, it's like that, it's underseen in like the Disney canon, because everyone's all Mm. about the the Cinderella's and the Beauty and the Beast and whatnot. Yeah. And this one's just like, grimy. 
It really is, dude. Yeah, it's like 80s, 80s New York, which is grimy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, the characters themselves yeah. are just... And then even the beginning is like... Kind of bums you out. Just because it starts off with like... Oliver and his like siblings being sold off kittens. Yeah. There's a box of like eight and then there's a sign that says kittens. Kittens need to a good home, $5. And they're all getting picked up. Except for him. Except for him, and like towards the end, there's a sign. The sign has the five dollars scratched out, and it's just free. And the people who own the cats are just like, not there. Yeah, they just dip, dude. Like anyone, <laughs> anyone selling an animal or giving an animal away would at least be there, you know? Yeah. And well, I guess tomorrow's another day, and load the box up, go home. But nope, I'm gonna leave this fucking box here. It's like either these cats go today, or uh, I'm leaving this I'm box here. I'm not coming back <laughs> later. Which I was like, oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah, it fucked me up a little bit too, and that I just hate it because you see the cat getting sad as everybody else is getting yeah. picked up. I'm just like feeling for this cat. I'm like, I fucking hate cats, but I will take you. I fucking, yeah. Yeah. People just fucking suck in this movie. They some, re- some people do. <laughs> they really fucking do. And now that we've got we've talked about that and kind of bummed ourselves out, <laughs> let's uh, start a Once Upon a Time in New York City style review. Ooh, with these critics positives. Critics positive reviews. Uh, Oliver Company is, from start to finish, a joy ride that's up there with the best Disney movies of all time. Ooh, I'd say it's like... It's a bold statement. I'd say it's in the backseat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not riding shotgun. I, nah, it's, nah, it's, definitely on, not. it's in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking funny. A film packed with superb, superb animation songs and a nifty storyline. And uh, and it's all set to a cadence of love laced with some danger. A lot of danger. It's a dangerous flick. Yeah, it's 80s New York, man. Yeah, and the animation is not as great, obviously, as it is now. And you can totally it's fucking pretty, see it. Yeah. It, age, it ages pretty poorly with how good animation is now. But, gotten, but... It, it's fucking great, though. Uh, <laughs> through a little lacking of Disney's uh, customary charm... Oh. Though a little lacking in Disney's customary charm, still provides a fine family entertainment. It's true. Yeah. I watched this at home. At Graham's. <laughs> yeah. On VHS. <laughs> Dude. Always please be kind and rewind, huh? Yeah. Uh, in any case, the movie is enjoyable, but not, if not, especially memorable. I think it's pretty memorable. Yeah, we did. We remembered it, but yeah. we have good memories, I guess, for movies that were terribly reviewed. Yeah, dude, that's really it, man. And this is one I always put on because the fucking that main song, of course, is so fucking catchy. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was singing it the whole time we were getting ready to record this, dude. <laughs> it was like all day. <laughs> Everyone's sick of my shit. <laughs> <laughs> but now that we've done all the good that we can, let's go ahead and uh, get a little negative action in here. Mm. I didn't say anything cool. <laughs> Critics negative reviews. Even if mismatched singing and dancing weren't overly annoying, the character designs and plot are noticeably mediocre for the Disney standard. Which I would disagree with. The characters are actually really fucking good. And the voice actors mm-hmm. fit every fucking one of them. I think my favorite character that's animated in this movie is, was it Fagin the Bum? Mm-hmm. Just because he's so, like, for lack of a better word, cartoony. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how they pull that all up. Even, I'm trying to think of a scene where he's writing the, the ransom note. Yeah. And he's trying to use that fucking uh, iron, what is it called? Iron, ironing board? 
Yes. And he's trying to like prop it up with his feet and he's like riding it as it's fucking like slowly sliding <laughs> down. <laughs> he dude, his character is so fucking goofy. It always made me feel weird though. Like I didn't realize how bummy he actually was, he, dude. I didn't want like I told you before we recorded that I haven't seen this movie probably since I was at grandma's house when I was a young kid. Yeah. And then you don't realize like he was probably a drug addict and that's the way he took this money. But then like watching it today, I I noticed that he's I think he's like a, addicted to gambling because at the end he uh, him and the butler are watching like a wrestling match and then um, the the butler's guy wins and then he's like so where's that 10 spot and then he's like oh look at the time I gotta go so I assume like he borrowed the money to like bet on some sporting event which so the antagonist in this movie yeah he's fucking gnarly dude. Sykes yeah yeah I just like when he rolls him up in the fucking window and then he blows the cigar fucking smoke. He fucking ashes. He empties Dude. all his ashes on his shoe. Oh my god! Oh, power move for sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but still, pieces of shit. Fucking hella dark. All right. So I was entertained. The music is great. However, sections drag and there are too many bland characters. Mm. There's a lot of this bland character shit. Computer assisted animation is relatively stiff and inexpressive yo this is 1988 which is fucking eight which is like surprising that they even used computers for huh. some shots like his limousine and shit like that yep fuck them whatever idiot. the animation is clumsy the songs are forgettable <laughs> false bitch the attempts at late 80s relevance now come across as dated and slightly embarrassing you mean something from the 80s that was relevant then <laughs> is outdated well, it's I definitely don't really, not the 80s, friend, but... I don't really see a lot of, like... There's not, a, like... It's New York in the 80s, but it's not like they're... Re like, relying on 80s references for this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, no one in fucking high-top Jordans and a DeLorean pulls up or shit like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like people just fucking bitch to bitch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all of you are bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Critics on the negative side... Eat a bag of assholes. Yeah. Non-bleached ones. Ooh. And with that being said, we will um, be right back. <laughs> <laughs> After a quick word from our sponsees. If you're looking to get any 3D work or any animation work, make sure you go check out our boy over at Hoover 3D. He's the best in the business and will customize any design fit to your needs. He's also a miracle worker with 2D animation or 3D imaging. We used him for our cover logo and any designs we need. Make sure you give him a follow on Instagram at Hoover3D and be sure to direct message him for any of your design needs. Welcome back to the Dog Pound! And we'll talk about audience positive reviews now. <laughs> audience positive reviews. A truly fun and family friendly Disney flick. I like that alliteration. Which doesn't peak as high as Lion King, Aladdin, or such other high films, but it is truly a memorable one due to the soundtrack, cast, and heartfelt meaning behind it. Amen. Heart emoji. So much heart. I looked, I looked up videos of this movie, and there are some good, cool parts. I thought the final scene with the villain was exciting, and the Chihuahua is my favorite character. Oh. <laughs> this movie will never measure up to true Disney classics, but it looks decent. So, this review, when I put it on here, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. Uh -huh. This guy did a full review. Off of YouTube? Clips? Off of clips of the movie, not even watching the whole fucking movie. So he's like, oh, this character's my favorite. And he's like, oh, it looks like the movie's great. It's like, what? I don't know. <laughs> Watch the fucking movie. When we were talking earlier and I was just like, 
you didn't know that Cheech Marin, you knew Cheech Marin was in it, right? Yeah, yeah, Chihuahua. Then, yeah, then I chimed in with like, yeah, they really made him beaner it up for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is, yeah, they did. It's Which, I don't know if this is where like the stereotype came in, where Chihuahuas are just super Mexican. Yeah. Name, but holy shit. It doesn't man. help. Yeah, it really doesn't, dude. And he's just walking around, ding, 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 yeah. whatever the fuck he's Come doing. Come on, man, let's go. Like, he's like really... No kidding, man. Yeah, this is torture. Chain me to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But it's, uh, what is this, 88? Yeah, so that's kind of peak Cheech Marin with uh, Cheech and Chong and shit. Yeah. Well, that was the 70s, but I still, just think yeah. it's fucking funny, though, that he's in a kid's movie, you know? Yeah, I always think it's funny when he shows up in kid's movies, because yeah. I'm like, you know who you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> Even in Lion King, though, but still. Yeah, he's the poster child for weed smoking, dude. Come on. But he didn't really... Beater it up in Lion King. <laughs> he oh, was God, just no. a hyena. Yeah. But I guess they needed a, a Cheech Marin type, yeah. and they was like, luckily they got him. Well, and he was also in fucking Spy Kids. Yeah. But he was like himself. Yeah, he was. Which is same with fucking uh, Machete. Yeah. So, anyway. Just, Whatever, dude. Side note. <laughs> I actually like this movie. It was fun and a great, and the songs are great. It's true. It is fun. Absolutely superb movie. They make you feel emotionally invested in the characters. The storyline is interesting and filled with excitement, as well as the music is top-notch. This is one of my top three favorite movies of my childhood, and I still love watching it. Ooh, good for you. That's fucking tight. Yeah. I used to watch it a lot, actually. I remember watching it a lot at Graham's house. That's the end of my story. Dude, I'm trying to think of... <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, how often I would really watch it, though. I just remember liking that fucking beginning song, though. Why should I worry? That's it, dude. I'd, I'd fucking sing that all the goddamn time. It's a good song. Billy Joel's fucking screaming bitch, it. dude. I'm such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right, guys. Well, that was fun being in the dog pound, but now we're going to get torn to shreds from the audience negative reviews. Oh, you like that? That was a good one. <laughs> audience negative reviews. Sappy, uncreative, not unique in any way. Mm. I mean, it was taken from another story, which was pretty creative, apparently. So, yeah. Oliver Twist may have some more. More? More? Predictable and stodgy. Oliver and Company isn't one of Disney's best, though its colorful cast of characters may be enough to entertain young viewers looking for a little adventure. Stodgy. And old viewers. Fuck you, dude. Don't. Judge me. <laughs> Feels very much like no one working on this movie had made an animated movie before. That's, that's what you say? You. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Fucking idiot. While family friendly, the animation is weak. And it says needless. 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 It, it's supposed to be needless, but they spelled it N-E-I-T-H less. Anyway, to say, the songs and story lack of spirit... And there are only a couple of characters that could be considerate and almost enjoyable. Hmm. That seems pretty fucking stupid. No. With that shitty note, though, we could just jump right in. Yeah, let's... To fun, fun facts with fucking James, my guys <laughs> and gals. Taters and tots. And now, fun facts with James. That's me. <laughs> Animator shot photos of New York of New York streets as reference using cameras set eight inches off the ground to get a dog's point of view. Jesus, dude. It looks that shitty, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially back then. Clean up, was, New York. God damn. Oh, it was rough. Uh, when Oliver wakes up 
After sleeping on the truck tire, he sees people crossing past the alleyway where he slept. One of those people is Roger from 101 Dalmatians. Oh, shit. Yeah. They got that Disney cameo going already. They got a few, actually. Oh, shit. But right here. Pongo from 101 Dalmatians and Jock, Trusty, and Peg from Lady and the Tramp all make appearances during the song, Why Should I Worry? Oh, shit. See? I didn't pay attention, dude. Yeah, that's what they're coming Well, also 101 Dalmatians. Those are my favorite. And yeah, it's not one. Lady and the Tramp was I. Lady and the Tramp, like, it's like one of those Graham classics, too. Like, I watched one of those. Yeah. So... That's a good one. I didn't watch that one a lot, though. That was... I, like, watched that one maybe once or twice. And mm-hmm. Same with the 101. I like the live-action 101. I remember seeing that in one. theaters, dude. So, that was a banger. <laughs> uh, many many pre-1989 Disney films, the film... Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like many pre-1989 Disney films, the video release of All Our Own Company in 1988 was delayed for years. Despite being released in 1998 and being a commercial success... It was not released on video until 1996. Oh, shit. Yeah, fucking forever. That's fucking... Yeah, that's a long fucking yeah. time. Uh, one of the few animated feature films to feature a front and center shot of New York City's Twin Towers. After the tragedy of 9-11, when the shots of the iconic towers were being removed from many films to avoid upsetting people, Disney opted not to attempt to edit out the towers. Mostly because it would ruin the film's original main title card... And because it would be too time-consuming and costly to do. By 2001, Oliver and Company had already been widely distributed on VHS, so there was no point editing it. Edit, editing, editing it. Yeah. <laughs> See the fucking word. Uh, many New Yorkers later commented, commented Disney not altering the film because... Or later commended Disney not altering the film because they felt it was a good portrayal of the way New York used to be before 9-11. And they wanted it left the way it was. Which, I mean, you left the movie exactly how it was meant to be. So, yeah. what's the fucking problem? Yeah. If they did change it, I think it would be, like, really noticeable. Yeah. And so, yeah. Good for them for not changing it. I agree. The one movie I remember that they ended up changing, um, it was, like, in the midst of everything happening, was that first Spider-Man. Yeah. So, I remember on their promo posters, they had, like, a helicopter strung up between the fucking Twin Towers and shit like that. And they, that. they changed, like, everything on yeah. that. Yeah. There was, like, a... Yeah, there was, like, a huge set piece for it, too, wasn't there? Yep. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there was. <laughs> but, and then they took that out of yeah, the film. Yeah, you can't avoid that. But this movie came out a long, long time ago, yeah, so... Yeah. It was up for its time, yeah. If you really want people to go back and edit their films, you just shouldn't release some of those old Disney films, guys. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> Songs of the South. Yep. My shit right there. We can there. keep bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Uh, Marlon Brando was off the role of Sykes. By the head of Walt Disney Company, Michael Eisner himself, Brando, however, turned it down, fearing the movie would bomb. Oh, shit. Which, I mean, if you're looking at money-wise, it did pretty fucking good, right? Yeah, it did pretty good. It was a success, but he was just like, no, I don't want to do it. And that's my, my, that's my <laughs> Brando impression. <laughs> uh, Whitney Houston was considered for the role of Rita. Oh, shit. That's pretty cool. She has some fucking pipes. Dude, she got banger-ass pipes, yeah. for sure. Patrick Stewart was considered for the role of Francis, but he was too busy acting as uh, Captain Jean-Luc Picard on Star Trek. The film, uh, the role of Francis ultimately went to Roscoe Lee Brown. Okay. Well, I mean, whatever. Star Trek's cool, too. I think it would have been cool because he is like a classically trained actor, so it would have been nice just to hear his voice. Yeah. Uh, as of tw- as of 2017, it's the only film in which Billy Joel had his had an acting role. 
All other credited roles have been as himself or as a lead in his music videos. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, good job, Billy Joel. Yeah, I didn't know it was Billy Joel until I read the credits. <laughs> I didn't uh, know it was until you told me. <laughs> <laughs> when Georgette was singing her song, there is a picture of Professor Radigan the, from The Great Mouse Detective among the frames of pictures behind her. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I didn't so even she, notice. She bangs rats. Ooh, what's up, it's rat canon. banger? <laughs> <laughs> Originally, the opening was going to be darker in which Oliver's parents and siblings were killed by Sykes' dogs, Roscoe and DeSoto, and Oliver seeks revenge by joining Roger's gang. Fuck, dude. Gangster. <laughs> That'd be fucking reals. That's that 80s be, as fuck right there. That is, dude. Honestly, though, the dogs were pretty fucking creepy, too. I just like how proud they were and shit, mm-hmm. too. They're Dobermans, right? Yeah. Is what they were? Yeah. Big gnarly fuckers, dude. Fuck me. And they just fucking get killed, like, hard. Yeah. <laughs> the, movie, the movie's pretty fucking violent towards yeah, animals. Yeah, it shows, like, one of their deaths. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, Jesus, fuck. Uh, animator Peter Young, who also worked on the story, was slated to co-direct with George Scribner, but died at a young age of 37 just before production began. Fuck. R.I.P. the homie again, dude. Everyone dying out here. You made a good movie, though. Amen. The last Walt Disney animated feature film for Mel Blanc released a year prior to his death in 1989. Oh shit. R.I.P. Another fucking homie, dog. Yeah. Everyone dying out here. The fucking king I mean, of voices right there. Yeah, they passed away before I was even born, so. Yeah, but still. It it's, still hurts. It's great. <laughs> it does, dude. But yeah, guys. That's what we got. How'd you like that? <laughs> Did you like that little piece of fucking life from Oliver and Company? Did? Be nice to animals. That's the point. Yeah. You jerks. And some homeless. <laughs> I mean, give him, give him like a taco or something every once in a while. Yeah, give him food. Hook the homies up. There used to actually quick story time, dude. When I worked at Best Buy, there was a dude that was always going by there, and we went to La Michoacana mm-hmm. to get fucking burritos at like three o'clock in the morning. He was just chilling outside. I was like, "Yo, you fucking hungry, dude?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right, what do you want to drink?" And he's like, "I don't care, man. Whatever." So I got him this big ass. Their burrito supremes are huge, dude. Uh-huh. So they're like a foot, foot and a half Damn. burrito. And anyway, I went and fucking hooked him up, and I was like, "Yeah, that's my dog." And then during Christmas time, he was sitting outside, and he just fucking sit there and say "Merry Christmas" to people as they walked in. Yeah. Never asked him for anything, but of course, you know, people were like handing him money and shit. Mm-hmm. And he came in, and he was like, "Dude, you want a dollar?" He's like, "I'm just saying Merry Christmas to people, and they're handing me money." <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was a fucking cool dude. So that's cool. Shout out that homie. Yeah, I don't have any good homeless stories because they're all just greedy and mean. Usually the downtown Reno style. No, this was in this was in oh. Santa Fe and oh, yeah, okay. downtown Reno style too. But yeah, sorry if you're homeless, I won't give you money because of my bad experiences. Well, if you're homeless and listening to this, you're not that homeless. <laughs> one time, here's a story. There was one time I was working at the smoke shop and there's this bum that used to come around. He had like blonde hair. I never knew his name, but he came in and stood there and he's just like, "Hey, you guys got Wi-Fi?" And then me and my manager looked at each other and we're like, no. And he's like, oh, and left. And then we're like, what the fuck does a bum need Wi-Fi for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, dude. It was weird. They do weird things. People do weird things. They do. James. Me included. <laughs> don't. Okay. Not that weird. <laughs> I, I would hope not. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking with us again. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at the underscore ripe underscore potatoes. Be sure to send us your ideas and all that jazz and follow our personal accounts at... Chief underscore beef X. And Comic X Steve. Thank you guys. Later. Bye. Oh, this has been some real shit. You better step back dead before I'm <laughs> <laughs>